This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. Happy lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, everyone. And this is the big one. This is the one that I've been talking about, that so many astrologers have been talking about. Um, I wanted to touch into something that I had mentioned in the last, um, in my last episode and, and just kind of riff on that for a little bit, as well as talking about the larger astrology of this eclipse. So, so this eclipse, um, according to some Toltec lineage keepers, some wisdom keepers from the Toltec tradition, um, this eclipse is a very important one because it signals the completion of a 29-year cycle, a 29-year transition phase from what they refer to as the fifth sun to the sixth sun. Um, so something to understand about this this frame is that each sun lasts about 6,600 years. And from one sun to the next, so like one age to the next, it, it shifts from a day sun to a night sun. This is really one of the, one of the um, reasons that this perspective is so intriguing to me. Um, because according to um, dream teacher Sergio Magana, who is the one, is a person who's really carrying this message forward, what's what's so the the bigger current of what it is that we've been moving from and into it's another way to say we're moving from a more yen phase to a more a more masculine phase to a more um, feminine phase we're going from a day sun to a night sun because these suns alternate Um, we'll have 6600 years that's more solar that's more masculine where the you know much like if you go outside during the day the emphasis is on what's what's outside of you it's on um there's this emphasis on the light on taking action and making things happen and what we can see sense and feel with the five senses and that's that's really where humanity's focus has been for this last 6600 years but for some time now we've been transitioning into a night sun which is a time that is more feminine in nature more yen and what I love about this is the, the emphasis on um, or the, the suggestion that to work well with this transition, this larger kind of movement, it's for us to learn to become more masterful dreamers. And this can mean um, that you learn to actually lucid dream, you learn to work with your dreams more powerfully. You know, I'm not, I'm not all about just lucid dreaming. Um, my background as an active dreamer is um, sourced. It's really founded in um, cultivating a much deeper and more intimate relationship with our dreaming life um, on many fronts. Um, so, so it might have to do with becoming a, really tending to your night dreams more powerfully. But it also, um, just simply, if we look at it in this way, it's this is a, this is about considering what happens when we sleep, what happens when we dream and beginning to recognize the importance of that that state of being where when we dream that's when our souls kind of recover they our souls are are kind of healing and regenerating this is when our organs and our tissues are also um healing when we're when we're sleeping that's a state of great potency where a part of ourselves that is in contact with the world behind this world is more awake and alive and also, of course, it's a time where if we become masterful dreamers, 
we can learn to work with um, timelines. We can jump into the future. We can explore what might happen in the future. We can move backward through time to um, assess and potentially even heal events from the past. Uh, we become much more multidimensional, you know, and that's been a big theme. Um, of course, Venus and Mercury and the Sun are all in Gemini, and that's been an enormous theme during this Venus and Gemini cycle is all focused on um, learning to recognize and honor the, the complexity of our nature, the multidimensionality of who we are. So, so we're shifting to a night sun. And so this, this has to do with really beginning to um, honor and cherish the potency of the unknown, of those dark places, the nigredo, the rich and fertile void, <laughs> which I think many of us have, have come to, um, to, to recognize the experience of the not knowing. You know, and can you imagine if in our culture at this moment and through this phase of COVID, uh, if there was a larger kind of understanding that we are doing our best, but there's a lot we don't know, um, we can try to assess things, we can try to address what's happening and use that actional yang energy, which is important to try to make our best decisions. But also underneath all that, I think many of us have been forced to recognize that there's so much that is in the unknown. And um, so there's a, a real big orientation, reorientation that's been happening. And this larger theme of, you know, moving into more the dream realms, the place where imagination is very rich and fertile, of the more yen spaces is also reflected in, in the fact that at this eclipse, we also have Venus near Mercury square Neptune. And we also have Mars trine Neptune. So, and then of course we have Jupiter and Pisces. So there's so much of this kind of dreamy, Neptunian, visionary, um, higher kind of spiritual um, gnosis or illumination that we have access to at this time. And it's, you know, it's also, it can be confusing. It, it can feel floaty. It can feel um, a, little, a little difficult to pin down. So, and, and add to that the fact that we have Mercury and Gemini preparing to station retrograde on Saturday. So we're very much feeling that. So it's very much a time out of time. Of course, add to that the reality that the eclipse is a super full moon. It's, it's at perigee. It's very close to the earth, the closest it's going to be this year to the earth. So the word that comes to mind for me for this eclipse is, is potent. It's incredibly potent. Um, you know, if you think about, again, that is what the night time is when we cultivate the skill of navigating the dream realms and when we cultivate the skill of learning to um, even to create a sacred dreaming chamber for ourselves where we sleep, where we nurture the, the richness, the nourishment of our sleeping spaces, uh, this makes us more potent creators in the daytime. Um, another feature of dreaming, and if you become a lucid dreamer or an active dreamer, um, you begin to recognize that reality is incredibly malleable. And I think that's part of what I really want to focus on here, actually, because I'm right here right now. You might hear the sounds. <laughs> um, I am in Cozumel. I'm in the island of, the, of Ishel, the moon goddess. And while I've been here, I've had so many recognitions and um, 
realizations about uh, what and, and kind of a re-inspiration around what it is that we're moving into in these months and in these years to come. And part of the reason for that is because I'm at this beautiful little retreat center. It's run by a woman and her son, um, Holistic Tikkun. And it's a little, it's a, a little permaculture site and it's, uh, it definitely, it always attracts amazing, really sweet people. I was here once before in February and I was so delighted to see that Gemma, the woman who runs this and her son are still here. Um, and, but the women who have, who have been attracted to come at the same time that I've been here are, they're just amazing. They're in their late, early, late twenties, 34, 32, 34, um, you know, going through these Jupiter return, Venus return, these kinds of cycles, Saturn return, <laughs> some big, big turning points. Um, but these women are, they're out in the world doing amazing things. They're hairdressers and there's a hairdresser, a statistician, a comedic yoga instructor who's been teaching amazing classes in Qigong. Um, there's a, a young woman I just met from France who is, um, just she is getting a degree in literature and philosophy here in New York City but she's also um, just an, an athlete and a, and a musician and so I'm just seeing these young people and the ways that they are embracing so many elements of of who they are and also many like the women um, many of these women are doing really beautiful work in their communities and they were sharing stories about what had transpired for them during COVID, talking to them, also talking to a num uh, several young men who were tour guides and other young men that I met along the way, um, who have been also sharing with me just stories about how, how much this time has deepened them and changed them and helped them to really consider um, what was important to them and also opened them to more... Um, to become more open-minded and more curious about spirituality and about um, other ways of looking at things. So I'm just spending time with these individuals who um, are helping me remember when I, when I consider each one of them, the kind of light that they bring to their own communities. And, and this is true where I live as well. The people who are close to me, um, when I really consider what's actually happening on the ground with the people that I love who are close to me, and, and how much, how many mountains we've moved in terms of ancestral healing and really meeting our own inner monsters and coming into our full, coming into our strength in so many ways and also learning to navigate this very tender territory of making profoundly personal choices about what to do with our bodies, how to engage healthy boundaries with others, what it means to feel safe and secure and when that safety and security feels like stagnancy or it feels like something where we're contracting so hard that we're turning from life. You know, there's so much that we have been personally and collectively, um, we've been in training and, um, it just has occurred to me when I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm take, I've been taking these amazing classes with this young woman who is, again, she's a comedic yoga instructor and she's a, a Qigong instructor. She's 32 and um, just full of joy and life. She's like this beam of light. You know, and there's so many people I meet like this these days. And and it just, it, it reminds me, it makes me think, you know, what about 
the people who, you know, if there's a person who is just isolated at home um, for various reasons and they're in front of the screen a lot, they're not around people a lot, and then they're just kind of getting caught into whatever the larger narrative is um, on the news or on social media and all of that, they're going to be missing the reality that the change is already happening. This new way of dreaming and being is already waking up inside of so many people. And um, it's really quite phenomenal. So I think I I just want to honor that um, part of my intent today in speaking with you is I just want to, um, I want to acknowledge and honor that there's so much that continues to be quite, quite challenging and quite, um, we have, you know, some very, very dynamic months ahead, you know, coming with the second Uranus, the Saturn Uranus square and the third Saturn Uranus square with the, you know, this, this complete, um, eclipse season and with so much else that we're moving into. However, my, my feeling is that it is, you know, as, as is true in dreams, reality is much more malleable than we think it is. And that is so apparent in our lives now. I I think that for many of us, the, we may have gone into a big, deep contraction to such a degree that the, the task is to pay attention to where we might be repeating um, stories or narratives or beliefs that things are bad and they're just going to get worse or um, that what whatever it is where we, we are kind of chronically complaining in our minds or otherwise or feeling disempowered um, or giving, you know, being so concerned about what other people think that we lose our center. And this is a very tricky time where that's very easy to do. Um, that, that to me, it feels very important to counter that by continually saying, okay, like universe, like I recognize that maybe what I'm actually afraid of is how powerful I am. Maybe what I'm really afraid of is... The reality that some part of me knows that we now live in a time where I can create, um, I can be this point of, of power, I can be this point of, of illumination, of, of self-knowledge, of wisdom. I can offer my gifts in the world at a level that I couldn't before. And I'm, I'm actually an individual who can shape the reality around me uh, much more than I, than I have been claiming responsibility for. And that terrifies me. You know, for many of us, I think it, we need to cultivate the muscle of saying, well, what do I really want? You know, what, what is my actual dream? What is happening in my life that, I, that feels deeply resonant with my soul? And, and, and to look around in the world around us as well and train our minds and our consciousness to, to say what, you know, what is appearing around me that feels like it could point me in a good direction and um, that could point us collectively in a good direction and to be willing to step out of our comfort zone to some degree. Um, th- this is a tricky and interesting territory. And I think it can be sometimes a little dicey to know the difference between when we are in resistance because 
it's natural to go into resistance when we're trying something new. A part of us is afraid of that. And when we're in resistance because we authentically are trying to push ourselves beyond what our bodies are actually um, ready and willing to experience. Um, that's, that's territory also of this kind of dream space because we are powerful dreamers and we are this is a time for us to to be very aware of the potency of our thoughts and of our beliefs and to to bring more of our focus and attention onto the dream the dreaming spaces and actually when we're sleeping to to begin to cultivate a deeper dreaming practice um, but but from day to day and moment to moment um, i think the one of the one of the challenges as we move forward is going to be to really ask this question and this is something to ask for this eclipse because this eclipse is a time portal you know the the timing for this eclipse is that it begins at um it begins at six let's see 5 45 a.m it ends at 7 52 a.m central so that's the full range of the entire eclipse um, and the time of totality, which many people won't see, but we still can feel it, is from 6.11 a.m. to 6.26 a.m. And so that entire span of time is a very potent time for meditation. Um, it's a really powerful time for us to, you know, actively go into stillness and maybe even do some allowing ourselves to open into whatever messages we, we, we wish to receive from spirit. Um, or whatever messages our, our greater intelligence wants to deliver to us um, to be willing to receive greater insight. And you know, so that's, that's the eclipse timing. And basically what happens with the lunar eclipse is that what, is that what usually happens in 29 and a half days when the moon moves through all the phases from the crescent moon, uh, new moon to full and back again, that all happens within three hours. So, so basically, it's a time acceleration portal, and every lunar eclipse is. So however much time you can kind of carve out for yourself to, during the time of this eclipse, to just go into stillness, whatever your spiritual practice is, simple or complex, um, you can't, it's not about doing it right or whatever, but just to take some time for stillness, take some time to drop into your body. Um, that it's going to be time very well spent uh, because it's going to be setting, it, among other things, what it does is it, it tells the universe, and I think this is really the most important thing. It's like you telling yourself and you telling the universe, I'm really willing to engage ceremonial, ceremonially with life. I'm really willing to be present for the, this moment of, of potency so that I can cultivate inside of myself a deeper, a deeper capacity for listening and responding um, to the larger rhythms, the larger cycles of life. So, so this lunar eclipse is, is again, just a very powerful time for us to, to really go into whatever our spiritual practice is and amplify that. And I think also moving forward, considering and thinking about this fifth sun concept, fifth to sixth sun, to begin playing with the idea that 
we are dreamers and the reality around us is far more malleable than we might have once believed and when we can begin to sit in, in, in the seat of our own power our personal power informed by the greater intelligence around us then we ourselves can have a tremendous impact a tremendous influence on the fields around us our closest friends beloveds our community that that if you're listening to this you're a person who i i mean has has privilege in some way and i don't even mean privilege i you're a person who who is someone who has access to many resources and you yourself have access to tremendous wisdom and knowledge that is needed and um and when you choose moment to moment day by day to move more towards the reality and the experience that you want to have and also the contribution you want to make through the quality of your frequency, um, your capacity to shapeshift the world around you is far greater than you can even begin to realize. So I want to just end with one last thing, which is to mention, um, you know, I, this is a south node eclipse. The, the south node is with the moon in this eclipse. And so that can be seen in one of two ways. The first element of that is that when it's a, a south node, activation it really is a, it's a time for us to lighten it's and there's all this gemini energy right also as well as the south node and sagittarius so the movement is from sagittarius to gemini so it's a shedding or a releasing or a allowing to fall away um, old dogma old religious or moral or um or, or accumulated cultural beliefs that hold you in a place of rigidity of giving your authority, your spiritual authority to um, to outer powers, cultural, collective, institutional um, frameworks, rather than standing in what I refer to um, as what the Greeks referred to as the anamnesis. Anamnesis is the it's rem the process of remembering what your soul already knows, and and you and I both know we've had experiences sometimes through. Um, meditation, sometimes through group processes that help us get down into the core of our own centers of regeneration and power. But we both know that we've had experiences where we recognized that we are these, we are these potent and powerful channels of wisdom, of insight, of knowledge that just, that comes from the body, that comes from the cells, that comes from the deeper root of who and what we are and why we came. And it's, it's to really call forward, I think, this eclipse, call forward that, that deeper ancient wisdom that lives inside of us and to claim that and to claim our own personal spiritual authority. So um, I'm going to leave with that and just say that this is, this for me would be um, my dream, <laughs> would be that we more and more and more of us actually begin to practice standing in the um, the recognition that we ourselves have tremendous spiritual authority and to begin claiming that um, for ourselves, for our own personal lives, for knowing what feels right and knowing what is correct for us and knowing what's not, to stand in that seat of power. Um, so that's what I would wish for you, for all of us, as we dream forward this, this, um, this sixth sun, this um, embrace, of the feminine to balance the masculine 
and um, just to have a beautiful, beautiful uh, total lunar eclipse.